Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Welcome back, everyone. I am having so much fun watching our numbers climb, being able to see the impact, hear the impact that all of these conversations are having with the world. This one is going to touch your heart at maybe the most deep level yet. Um, we have Serena and Liz with us today, which I am just so thrilled about. These two have been sisters of mine for the last couple of years. We met at a workshop I was putting on with Kathy, um, Kathy Hawk, who owns Clarity. I have a couple of Kathy's in my head these days. Uh, and it was just kismet. It was immediately Serena was asking questions and getting to share her background and her story, which you'll hear a bit more of today. Liz, same thing. We all love mindset. We love positivity. We love figuring out how to get out of our own ways and support ourselves as well as the people that surround us and the kids. A couple points that we're going to talk about today, which are just, I know so, so many people on the planet are really um, experiencing a lot of heaviness around schools, teachers, parents, how to navigate life. The last two years have been beyond dynamic as far as shifts and changes that are happening and occurring. So I cannot wait for these two to share what it is that they've been working on, developing and created. Um, so we're going to talk about the pain points that teachers and parents and students are experiencing right now, especially as we're right, right in the back, like back to school, right? I was with kiddos who were crying last week. I got to take the neighbors to school and walk into the classroom and gosh, the feeling and emotions that I had in my body of, um, it's so different. It's so different than it was when I was in elementary school. And thank goodness, parents and teachers are still working together to figure out how they can support the littles, how they can support themselves and take deep breaths throughout the day. So we're going to talk about the pain points of being a teacher and a parent today. We're going to talk about the gifts of life and how all of that ties together to bring us more clarity, how we've collectively used clarity tools that you've heard me talk about. Um, and so I'm going to just, I'm going to quit talking and let turn it over to the two of you, have you introduce yourselves and share what it is that you're up to. Thank you so much for joining us and being here today. Thank you very much, Jen. Thanks for having us. Well, my name is Serena Bullard, and I've lived an interesting journey in our life, in my life. But I want to share, you know, this life is a gift. I've almost died three times in my life, and I realized how can we optimize? Because you never know what tomorrow will bring. 
And I, you know, I was on a simple bike ride. I ended up in a coma for 18 days, hospital two and a half months. You just never know. So I want people to be able to optimize their day and to be mindful in their moments because life can be challenging. So Liz and I, we actually have our own, each have our own businesses and we've decided to co-create together and share our strengths with the world because I've been a pharmacist for over 25 years and my heart was heavy dispensing anti-anxiety medications to 15, 16 year olds because life's not going to get easier. So I was inspired to become a heart math trainer, to be able to share science-based tools with people that will help decrease your cortisol levels and help with your resilience because challenges are going to come up in life. We all know this. So how can we navigate them? and live our best lives. So I feel I feel very thankful that Liz and I met. I was speaking at her children's high school and we were just in, in alignment with one another. We're like, wow, we should work together. And here we are. That's like a domino effect. I'm Liz Rutledge and I have been teaching mindfulness for about 10 years now. First at the middle, middle school level and for the last five at the elementary school level because I'm realizing we're needing to go younger and younger to be able to support children in having coping skills and tools to help them like flip the script in their brains as far as like are things going well or are things going hard? Are things going hard? Can we see that challenge as a growth opportunity and not become victims and sit in that low energy frequency, right? And so similar to, so I have three children of my own. They're now 21, 19, and 16. So they're mm -hmm. out of that stage, but I've definitely been through it, in it, and tried everything I could to be the best mom I could be. And now I'm feeling drawn to support other parents in, you know, help supporting their children in having tools at a young age to navigate challenges because it's not like the world is getting easier. And I think COVID taught us that this whole COVID era has taught us that more than anything that, wow, you know, we thought, and my husband was convinced COVID was going to be like a three week thing. And here we are three years later mm -hmm. going, um, okay. <laughs> so, um, and we've had to learn to pivot and we've had to learn to bounce back and things like that. And the earlier we can use that growth, learn that growth mindset, the better, right? So I'm, I'm uh, trained by mindful schools, but I have a lifetime of experience because I had parents that taught me things like breathing techniques and I use Lamaze breathing in, in birthing. And even this morning, I discovered a new breathing technique that I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so effective if you were having a panic attack. So um, we jive really well and Serena actually introduced me to clarity mm -hmm. and um, really enjoyed doing the clarity coaching for the two years and being part of a circle and it helped me be a better person to help me show up better as a wife as a daughter as a sister as a friend and I think it's helps me show up as a good business partner now that we're official yeah so. <laughs> I love that. And you, you all practice what you preach, which is something that I absolutely love because I don't know about you, but in this industry, I have come across some people who on the outside look like they have it all together and are doing a lot of things and or teaching a lot of things, but they're not personally using the tools. And that's something that I love about your videos, love about what you're doing in the world and what I've gotten to hear and observe of when you meet together. So could you tell us a little bit about how you start your meetings and, and what you do as you're connecting before you actually dive into work together? 
Sure. Yeah, we we're very conscious of this because, you know, you might have a very busy morning and feel a little stressed and anxiety. So we meditate for three minutes and 30 seconds every time and just hit the reset button. We also say our affirmation of where we want our life to go. And so we remind ourselves, we'll, we'll usually clear some clutter and then we do the breathing and mindful or, um, meditation and then affirmations. And we have one that's sort of for our personal, how we're showing up in the world and then one for our business and how we want to be in the world with our work. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. And I've started using that in board meetings and PTA meeting, like just being like, can we just breathe for a minute before we get started? And that's my coaching to teachers is like so one of my dreams is for every teacher in every classroom to just do one mindful minute at the beginning of every class because imagine you're out on reset you know you're out on the playground at recess you come in and you're supposed to be thinking about algebra you know you're, it's going to take a minute especially if something happened on the playground for you to be ready to think about algebra so if we can have that minute to reset get present centered and grounded our kids are going to perform better in school they're going to be more focused they're going to do better on tests and associate similarly they will be better people out on the playground you know they're going to take a breath before they do something that they maybe shouldn't do on the playground <laughs> so yeah you know it was so cute because we did a pilot at an elementary school a local elementary school and liz has been teaching mindfulness there for years right and we're standing outside and all these kids fifth graders come out they're like oh there's Liz Rutledge <laughs> and they were asking for her autograph I was like wow and then like the kids were like thank you for teaching me how to deal with my brother and I was like wow but my eyes are welling up and so did her it's like think about the impact that that is having on these children and it has a ripple effect you know and I thought wow that is you know you have to take inventory like daily activities and daily thing interactions with people have a ripple effect and how can you bring your best self forward? So I was really excited to see those kids come up to Liz. I think like 10 of them asked for her autograph. I was like, wow. Yes, are it was awesome. <laughs> really, really a neat experience. Yeah. The impact that we have when we're young, right? Or the, that others make on our lives when we're young, we carry for the rest of our lives. And it's so important. And I know the teachers are really doing their, their best to pull everything out of the toolbox, right? At this moment and, and pull it forth. The anxiety levels are higher than ever, especially for these empathic kids who came here to do some light work, right? That are really sensitive and sensitive in a, the most phenomenal way. And I know for myself, I'm super grateful that I had a sensitive mom or aware mom who was kind and helped me navigate my emotions, but she still didn't have more tools to help, right? She was diving into self-help books and personal growth and development and would teach as she was learning them. And I was so, so grateful for that. But to be able to show up and know that no matter who you are and how you, how you are as a child or a teacher, right, is absolutely perfect. But how do we navigate whatever that looks like, whether we're 
a bit more empathic or we have more energy. I saw one kid on the playground the other day that just has so much energy. Like that little one should not be in a classroom sitting down all day, right? Like that to learn in a completely different manner. And thank goodness for his parents or whomever bringing him to school early to play on the playground and get some of that energy out, right? Let, Let it go. So, um, So you have so many different things that you can teach and share. Um, I would say one of the other things that I just hold near and dear in my heart for your journey is is getting to observe one of your product launches in in bringing all this together and think there was like a crash or you needed to do something and redo the whole entire thing like 24 hours before. I don't remember the whole story, but you were again then using your tools. And at that point in your your life and where you were in your journey, what I love and what resonates so much with me as being a coach and getting to coach you two a little bit along your journey is you're so aligned and passionate about what you are doing that there's not an obstacle that's going to get in your way to stop you. It, it's just a timing thing, right? Like on the river and the river of life, we have we're either altering time or altering money. There's one or the other that's kind of happening at the at the time, right? And mm-hmm. in that moment, it was just a timing piece and the determination and the grit and everything that you all are putting through, it just shows. So you're lighting up more than I've ever seen either of you with this whole program and everything that we're going to share today. Um, but what were a couple of the tools that you used during those um, adversities that came through? I think that flip this, I'm going to use the term flip the script, but I I don't know exactly what you would call it other than pivoting. So we had all of 2020 booked out. We had finally gotten some traction with our in-person workshops and we were like, yes, we have like every single month. And then of course COVID hit and we had to pivot to online. So we very quickly, like I learned how to edit videos and all that stuff. I've now got a studio in my basement with the green screen and the lights and the ring lights and all that stuff, but having to figure all that out. But I think what you're referring to is when we went to go live with our online course for adults, Learn Worlds, who's our platform, upgraded to this fancy new version. And it was like, okay, you can do it in the old version or you can do it in the new version that has all these bells and whistles that you're going to love. But we had to literally recreate everything. And it was magical, but stressful. And it was a lot of like calls because they're located in Greece, like calls and emails back and forth and trying to navigate all the different tech challenges and whatnot. But then we were so glad that we did because we had this new fancy version to put out in the world. And it's so much more robust than the old version. But it literally was like, you take this moment and you go, okay, we're doing this now and you sort of clear your calendar and you go sorry honey can't do dinner tonight or whatever to the partner you know and and you just dive in dig in and and move on yeah so fun so fun all right so fill us in on how how can we how can these teachers and parents receive more support what is, what is it that you're up to well we've created a course called lessons from the bright butterfly and we're very excited to, Liz will share with you, that's a little fly, uh, our flyer. And we're very excited to share this, the life cycle of a butterfly, but correlated to social and emotional learning skills for the children. And we basically have taken, like, you can start talking about the egg and then, yeah. So 
Okay. So the so in sometimes ECE pre-K level and but definitely in kindergarten, all children are taught the life cycles of the butterfly. And of course, it starts as an egg. And so the egg is aligned with the growth mindset, right? Because it needs to be able to grow big enough and strong enough to be able to push out as that caterpillar. And right. then when and it's then the, the caterpillar, yeah, it's crawling along the leaves and trying to catch happiness along the way because we we know that we've got to be proactive to find happiness in our day. You know, there are little things that come up randomly, but what brings you happiness? And we need to be introducing those things into our day. And then it comes to that point where it's wrapping itself up in that chrysalis. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but when the caterpillar goes into the pupa stage, the the chrysalis, it literally turns into goo and re gets recreated essentially. So it has to trust and that's where the mindfulness breathing piece comes in. So we talk about breathing through challenges and breathing through the unexpected and uncertainty and trusting the process. And then when the um, the, the the caterpillar has gone to goo and become to become a butterfly, it has to push itself out of the chrysalis. And right. Then, and that's really neat because it has to be resilient because you cannot help the butterfly. It has to do it itself because if you try to help the butterfly, it'll die. And that's like an illustration of life. Sometimes it's really hard. And sometimes we've got to let our kids struggle a bit because they're going to learn a skill set because we want to swoop in there and help them and fix everything and make their lives perfect. And that's just not how it works. We need to allow them to have the skill set to learn like, yeah, it's going to be hard. How are we going to get through this? And then once the butterfly is out, it's able to spread its wings and have its dreams come true one flutter at a time. But you have to be proactive in your life and your daily because it's a it's a compounding effect. Like what are your daily activities? Because it has a compounded impact on your life. So we associated the butterfly phase when it's flying around with this vision piece that Serena is trained by Life Mastery in um, creating a life of design, not of default and, and striving towards your dream. So part of the piece is just to help them develop, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and then like, what would it take to get there? And we want these kids to be thinking about these things. Like, what are they passionate about? What do they love at an early age? Talking about what lights them up, like. You know, and so we have this, you should probably talk about the, um, the daily activities. Chart. Yeah. Yeah. So we have daily activities with the bright butterfly and we have a chart and they can either write down or draw whatever activities that one, we want them to do daily habits. What's one thing that brings them happiness, whether it's dancing or singing, whatever it might be, everybody's different or, and then we can also have something that brings them health. And whether it's eating a piece of fruit, going for a walk, going for a bike ride, drinking water, whatever it might be, but that they're going to check off this list. And then something that they want to learn about every day, because you can learn, like take 15 minutes a day to read something, to learn or to watch a video and become a smarter child and help develop your future because those daily habits will basically have an impact on your entire life. And when do you, when do you recommend for parents to share this with them or what part of the day or how, what are the other activities for the parents and kids to do on their own? Are they doing them by themselves? Well, as if the ones for families, for parents, I would highly recommend that the children are rested and fed so that they're not, you know, 
having a low blood sugar moment when you're trying to get them to watch these videos. The videos are all less than 10 minutes each. So each segment is less than 10 minutes and we have designed them to be for readers or non-readers. Our language is saying things like draw, you know, draw or write. So they can um, be probably, I would say starting about age three and um, they don't have to be able to read because we use the language around it. We've gotten some excellent feedback from some teachers because we've piloted it a few places now um, that it's very age appropriate for sort of that three, four years old to maybe, maybe eight. It might be a little young for age eight, but I would just say, you know, make sure they're, they're rested, fed, and, and ready, like prepare them to be like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this thing. And you could just, I would recommend doing it in just short segments. So like maybe you just do the egg slash growth mindset phase one day, and then you do the next one, the next day. Um, some feedback we got from teachers is that a lot of them wanted to do like one topic a week. So that maybe you start the week with the video, but then we have a workbook and activities and all kinds of things to keep them engaged. So you could spread that out. And that's where that daily activities chart comes in. Um, you could have it take five weeks to go through the whole program if you wanted to take it slower and go deeper. And maybe if you were going to do that with your child, you could say, um, should we go to the park and look and see if we can find some butterfly eggs on the, I've been seeing a lot of milkweed lately, you know, it's not the right time of year for that, but you know, can we find any butterflies or can we, um, you know, go explore, like, can we go for a bike ride or could we, you know, bake cookies together and do interact with your children. All children want from their parents is their love and attention, right? So if we're doing, spending time with them, just being present with them, there really aren't any words that need to be spoken. It's just that presence, you know? So yeah, we actually have a game that we've prepared or that we developed for our families because we want everybody to remember to have fun. Sometimes life gets so busy that we forget to check in with ourselves and have a little fun and be silly. And we give parents the license to be goofy and nourish their inner child and to have fun with their kids. Everybody, we encourage them to put away their devices, their phones, shut off, you know, the TV and be present for an hour or two hours, whatever time frame they, you know, we're like, okay, check in, see which one you're going to do the night before so you can have all the ingredients or the materials. materials that you need or whatever it is that you need so that you can be prepared to have fun the next day. We call it the happiness game. <laughs> That's awesome. And what are, so for teachers and parents right now who are experiencing maybe more meltdowns than normal, anger, like anger, anxiety, uh, what am I looking for? Um, just like temper tantrums that they're maybe not used to with this transition happening? Are there, what are a couple specific things that would be really helpful for, for parents in those situations or teachers? Well, I, I'm a heart math trainer and coach, and I'd like to encourage people to do some heart focused breathing. And, you know, sometimes when kids have lots of energy, I also think that they should go run off that energy or get that energy out of their bodies. But with heart focused breathing, if you'd like, we could do this exercise together for just a minute and we can, yeah. So I encourage people to place their hand on their heart because it's easier to focus on the heart when you do this. Okay. And there's so much science behind this, but we're going to focus our attention on the area of the heart. 
Imagine that our breath is flowing in and out of our heart or chest area, breathing just a little bit slower and deeper than usual. So whatever rhythm is comfortable, but try to breathe in for five seconds and out for five seconds or whatever feels comfortable. So we'll do this for a few breaths, okay? was just about a minute that we did. Do you feel more calmness in your body or how do you feel, Jen? Oh, always. Yeah. I love, I love heart-centered breathing. And yeah. I should probably preface that if you're driving. Yeah. If you're driving. You can do the breathing exercise, but don't close your eyes for that. And part. don't put your hand on your heart. <laughs> yeah. You want to drive and be focused. And, and like I tell people, I'm like, when you're at a stoplight, you can do your heart-focused breathing. No need to close your eyes or anything. But I just like to encourage people when they're first doing it to be inside and not doing any heavy activities or anything like that nature. But there's so much science behind the intelligence of the heart. And also the fact that when we do heart focused breathing, it shows that we can decrease our cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone. And when we have an increased stress hormone, we decrease blood flow to our prefrontal cortex or executive functioning area. So we're not making the logical decisions, but when we're able to do the heart focused breathing and bring some more calmness, we increase oxytocin. And when we increase oxytocin, we increase blood flow to the prefrontal cortex region. So, and they show that children are able to learn better and also do better in school and on test if they're able to do the heart focused breathing before they take a test. And mm -hmm. so I think it's a really important thing to share with children. And I would add to the heart focused breathing, something I've learned as a parent and something I teach with my mindfulness, mindfulness teaching is um, identifying. So if you have a child in the classroom or in the living room that's having a meltdown, going to them, getting at eye level and saying, what, I, you look sad right now, or you look frustrated. We start giving them the labels and heck, you could even break out the clarity choice point guide and say, okay, I see you. You say you're feeling angry, you know, get them to label what that emotion or feeling, what it's feeling like to them. And then you can say, okay, well, um, you know, what's causing that? And, and, and the, the quicker you can get really present with them, the quicker they'll snap out of it. And so what I might do is go and identify, label, and then maybe say, hey, could we try some heart-focused breathing if, you know, to shift you out of this right now? And it'll take such a small amount of time. Same with that mindful minute before class begins. The teachers are going to regain that minute in more productivity and more focused kids and less having to like corral them back to circle or whatever it is. Uh, and I think that that, um, that combination 
could be super helpful. Yeah, it's fascinating because a lot of people say, well, I don't have time to meditate, but there's so much science behind. If you meditate before, you're able to be more focused. You're able to get stuff done quicker. And it's, you know, for adults and children to be more productive, taking that few minutes to allow yourself to meditate will allow you to have better decision-making properties as well as being more focused. Yeah. Uh, and I, f- I feel like there's so many people who are preconditioned to or have a fear of being by themselves or like are always seeking something to fill the void and the time. And it's remarkable to me how much meditation, mindfulness practices help to fill that, right? Like fill this place from a space that we're not going to get from food. We're not going to get from exercise. We're not going to get from anything outside of ourselves is just that pure divine connection. Right. And a thing that I love that you said is to ideally be sitting with your littles doing the lessons from the butterfly, bright butterfly while they're nourished, while things are calm. And then that's muscle memory, right. For our body and our mind of knowing that that's a place that they can come back to knowing that when you give them a cue or if you're doing that and the mindful breathing and taking five seconds most little kids can count to five right so you're giving cues that are so important and valuable that they can then do ideally later on in life it'll become something that's innate right so they're learning to figure out what the heck the, the feeling of anxiety is in their body, figuring out what is happening, um, even though it may be completely unknown or they're not even aware or they have the ability to link things together yet, but you're giving them those tools and skill sets early on. Hi, friend. I cannot thank you enough for listening. We're going to take a couple second commercial break as I introduce one of my very first courses. Hope you're having an amazing day and look forward to meeting you really soon. Are you ready to shift your mindset? The world has been experiencing so much more anxiety and fear than normal the past few years. Can you feel it? If you're ready to step into your gifts, release fear, build more trust, more joy, and manifest the life you've been desiring, then join me for the free mini course Untangled that I created just for you. I'm so excited to learn more about what you desire and help you live a life that's more aligned with your heart. I can't wait for you to get started. Something I heard from a mom the other day that sounded really profound and helpful was that she was doing a visualization of what it was going to be like and anticipating her kids going back to school, remembering from the year before and or seeing other parents with kids having meltdowns or going through that and mentally and physically like preparing herself energetically for what that was going to feel like. So how she was going to go through that motion how she was going to take those five deep breaths and doing that before the situation ever happened. She said that it made the transition into school so much more um, of ease and grace, right? And 
uh, she even did a video sharing and showing that her kiddos were still sleeping this morning or yesterday morning or something like that. They're really embracing this moment and this time of change. And so much of that, I know in Clarity Speak, we talk about holding our fields, but what parents can do and what teachers can do for holding a thought process, holding a visualization of how we want to see things unfold. Are there any other um, pieces of visualization that you want to touch on? I had one that is not in the lessons from the bright butterfly, but I think this is good advice to any parent because as a mother of three, I was like your mother. I was always reading all the self-help books, all the parenting books, did love and logic classes and the whole thing, trying to be the best mom I could be. And one of the best ones I think might've actually been from our kids' preschool teacher. Am I hungry? Am I tired? Do I have a problem I need to solve? So if teachers and parents could take a deep breath when their kids starting to spin out or spin up or whatever, take a deep breath for themselves and say, Hey, are you tired? Are you hungry? Do you have a problem you need to solve? Like, do you need to go to the restroom? Do you need to go run? My son used to be really like um, hyperactive in a way. He doesn't have ADHD, but he would get this energy and I would go, Devin, I want you to go run between those two trees 10 times. And he never questioned it and he always did it and it always helped. And now as a 29 or as a 19 year old college student, he's learned he needs to move his body every day to feel good. And I think that, um, Seeing our kids, because I have three kids and they're all, Serena will tell you, so different. Um, seeing our children as the individuals and the very unique people that they are and, and speaking to their strengths, you know, um, is, is a super powerful way. And oftentimes I think we just feel like, I know I did for a long time. I just want this catch-all thing that works for all of them. Um, but I think that's one of the things about the lessons from the Bright Butterfly is great, is we're giving them the power to go What's your thing that brings you happy? What's something that you like to do that's healthy? What's your dream? You know, instead of dictating what, you know, you will do this now, you will do that now. Yeah, because you want to make sure that you are nourishing their strengths and that you're speaking because what brings me happiness may not bring Liz happiness or vice versa or anyone. So we need to be very conscious of like, let's really check in with the kid and not assume that what brings me happiness will bring them happiness. And I also, you know, when you were talking about the mother who was doing her deep breathing and stuff every day, it, resilience is like muscle and you've got to build it. And when you do these exercises every day, you don't want to do it just when you're feeling anxious. You want to build that muscle so that you will be able to navigate that and have a better response versus a reaction to things. And you're like, why did I say that? Why did I deal with that that way? So that you will have more resilience built in. And I think that that's a really important thing because many people are like, when they're stressed out is when they want to use these tools, but you have to do it every day or, you know, you're not going to be able to respond the way you want to in life sometimes. Yeah. It takes time. It takes so much time. I love working out and doing push-ups, pure and squats, like purely for like my mindset of that's what I get to do with my mind. Like I get to say my mantras over and over again. I get to choose a different and or new thought pattern. I get to choose focusing on receptivity and all of the abundance and possibility in the world instead of the things that aren't working, right? Like every single moment of every day is a choice. And I wasn't fully taught that. I was just kind of on autopilot, right? Cruising along and figuring it out, going from one thing to the next. And so, 
Yeah. Anything else? Any other tools from the um, from the lessons? The lessons from Butterfly, Bright Butterfly, that you would just, like to share? Yeah, well, I wanted to share one of my favorite quotes that I heard recently. Um, the Walt Whitman, Walt Whitman quotes. Uh, be curious, not judgmental, right? So mindfulness is all about non-judgment. And I think that's another little tidbit of um, that curiosity, I think is one of the clarity words. Like if we can come from a space of curiosity, like why is this child having meltdown, right? Instead of going, what's wrong with you? You know, what's happened for you? What's going on for you instead? Um, and I think that's an important piece of it. But I would just emphasize like, we're getting incredible feedback on this. And we had one ECE teacher say like, finally, I have something I can use with my pre-K kids in the classroom to help them with their social and emotional learning. And it's just, it feels so good to be a part of that. And I think what's happened is that schools have been focusing on sort of, you know, first through fifth or first K, maybe K through eight, but not really thinking about even before that, you know, how can we be preparing them? So this is a tool that teachers can actually be using in the classroom too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we hope have, so. <laughs> we, we have a course for schools. We also have a course for individual classes and for families. And we have an introductory price right now. It's really a great deal for families. And we'll share the link with you if you'd like. And it's really, I think, little pearls that the children can allow themselves to be happier, healthier, and to learn more and be mindful in their days and in their moments. And if any of the families listening, um, you know, enjoy it or are interested in having the program in their school, we'd love to be connected with their school or have them share it with their children's school and um, see if we can. And if you have a child in like, we would love to work with um, private preschools and even franchise preschools and some of those kinder care type places, um, you know, we'd love to be helping at that level too. Cause we think like the earlier we can get this taught to them, instilled in them, whatever, um, the better off we'll all be, you know, a little bit more kind, hopefully to each other and to ourselves. Yeah. And I know from the little ones that I've gotten to observe, they get so excited. And I feel like working out was one of them recently where like, once you get started in something, they love the routine, right? So to do it over and over again, and then they start asking. So if mindfulness is something that you as an adult are curious about or have heard about or want to do more of in your life or breath work, those kind of things, then pick this up because the little ones will help instill this in us more and more and more. And it becomes something that is nourishing for the whole family, right? Or nourishing yeah. for yourself, but you all have programs for, for all, all types and all people. Um, and, and circling back to like asking what it is that these kids want um, and instilling that in them. I know Tony Robbins had an instructor teacher who knew and sensed that he was finishing his projects and all of his materials early. And that teacher sent him to the library and would say, go study, find one thing that you absolutely love and study it and then write, write on it and come bring it back to me. So he was instilled with that from the time he was little. And not all teachers have time or space for that. Not all people are conscious of those type of things, but it really makes such a huge impact. So this, this is going to be a blast to see in five years from now, 
how many you all have impacted and what those kids are choosing to do with their lives and 10 and 18 years from now when they graduate. From hope that you're bringing something that has the ripple effect bring more goodness to our world because you know we all have had lots of challenges lately in our world and politics and everything you know but I feel like we're bringing our best self forward we're going to have a positive impact on the world and we want to help encourage others to do the same yeah vibrational frequency is real we can hear the music we can hear one another speaking right that's how we're that's how we're receiving this right now mm-hmm. and when we dial in and continue to do the things that really bring the chills to our body then that ripples out for others to feel and that's the change that we really really need in this world right now so thank you both so much for doing this so how can people find you uh they could go to sustainable happiness together dot com and or google that and then just look under the courses if they're up at the top there's a list of courses and then just choose which one resonates with you best if you're a parent it's the one for families if you are a single a teacher that maybe doesn't have the school support but you want to do this anyway we've had one of those um you can do the one for single classroom and if you want it in the entire school i would encourage you to go to your child's or your student's um, whoever's in charge of such things, maybe it's the school counselor, maybe it's the social emotional learning department, maybe it's the principal and say, I want this for our school. And it's at a smoking deal right now. And so what we're offering is um, $3.99 for an entire school for the entire school year, any number of seats or $99 per classroom. And the family price is posted on the website. But yeah, we'd love for, and we're also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, I think we're on Pinterest and TikTok, but we don't do that as often. Um, And you can see a lot of our, um, you know, we have inspirational quotes and sort of things. If you wanted to start following us there too, we're at Sustainable Happiness Together on all of those. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you for your time today. Thank you for joining us. And um, obviously this is not just for school systems and kids and the parents that are taking their kids to actual traditional school each day, right? I feel like this is even maybe more aligned with homeschooling and that type of thing as well, right? Like moms who may already be integrating a lot of this stuff. So one more tool for the toolbox that you can share with others. So uh, thank you both so much. Super excited for your journey and everything that you're offering the world. And thank you for your, thank you for being here with us today. Thank, thank you, you for Jen. having us. We appreciate it. All right, everyone. We will chat with you next week. Can't wait to be back with you again. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.